Hello, and welcome to the Ringo Zone, and we're back to weekly episodes, so we won't be going every week and a half to two weeks, but luckily for you, we got some, we got some bonus episodes stocked up in the editing bay for you, so... Yeah, we have to get through, like, five fucking things, and we have to, like, tie Randy, like, nail Randy to the wall and just force him to yeah, do this I one. Need to I like to call it development hell. One of, the, one of the two. But, yeah. in in truth, it's really just Randy's personal hell. <laughs> you said but. <laughs> but. Uh, so let's introduce ourselves. I'm Dylan. I'm, I'm one of the hosts. I'm a guy. Who else is here? I'm Max, and I'm kind of concerned that that incredibly, like, uncertain and bland thing has just become, like, your standard sign-on. Well, because when I go ridiculous, I always get shit for it, so now I'm just like... Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, I'm Dylan, and I exist, and I'm just like, I, does he, I feel so bad for him. (laughs) Like, is this a cry for help? A a little bit. And I'm spot before I am. He is. There there we go. And we have a guest host tonight, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Who is it? What's her name? My name's Lakoya. And I, I date her, and she's here yeah. arbitrarily, but she turned into a guest host. Woo! Yeah, we did it. Because fuck Evan, someone who happens to be here will be a million times better than he was. Evan better be in, like, the bottom of a goddamn gorge, I swear. If he he, he said dead, it, like, three times really in the guilty. Skype chat, like, yes, I'll be here, and yeah. then no. If he is like, dead, though, it's gonna get really weird. his time, I don't even fucking know. 10 o'clock his time is 10 o'clock our time, so... Is it? Yep. I guess it's Rand- Randy, and, uh, Randy and Sabat have the weird time zones. I thought Evan was in California. Is he? I, I, yeah. I, I give I am fucks. reasonably certain of that fact. He knows yes. that it's, he knows ZSD. He so Tempers. if he shows up at like 1am it's like, I'm ready to podcast, I'm gonna smack him. If he's in out. California, he better be hanging out with friggin' Rebecca Sugar. Yeah, doing do, doing some real things. Okay, so, we're talking about, um, not Sworn of the Sword, because I was reading accidentally, Nightmare Hospital. Talking about Neymar Hospital. Hiatus is over. Woo-hoo. Everyone celebrate. Maybe the subreddit will go up in co- with content, and maybe the Tumblr will be exactly the same as it always is because that's never changing. Same Tumblr as whatever was. Same as whatever was. Like all Steven Universe stuff. Yeah. So yeah, big, big, big injection of life into n- shitty memes to exist. So woohoo! Yeah. Um, we can't live well, without the episode... shitty memes, anyways. This episode isn't particularly meme worthy, though. Well, I think it, I was, I've started to see a few, uh, Mr. Mrs. Mahaser and good do- doctor, Doctor and good doctor, good doctor, um, things, which I think is bullshit. I want to go into that in a bit. But I'm let's... pretty sure the the Phantom's gonna take the abacus thing and run with it, turn that into some sort of dank meme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So I let's... believe it's pronounced Danke meme. It's German. Thank <laughs> <So, laughs> you. Let's start from the top. Uh, I can't even do it. I, my mouth is dry. That thing, the the spit thing. Oh, annoying. Yeah. Awful. The, the, Hate it. Yeah, that, that went on for like 10 seconds yeah. too long. And like, I, um, I've been, you know, working on like this pilot script with a friend recently. And like, uh, we've just been like trimming out the fat and cutting out stuff we don't need. And I mean, that is like something that like... If, that is like the exactly the kind of yeah. thing we would hey, have. Honestly, that even though three... I believe it was designed to be the no, but... tr- the the teaser for the episode, I still thought it was funny. No, but okay, if it was like three beats shorter, it would have been funny. Or if it was like nine beats longer, Family yeah. Guy style, it would have been funny. But instead, it was just like, 
You guys are a little bit not. I, I did like I did like Connie's bit at the end where she's like the really prolonged one is the lead into the word thank, but that's it. Yeah, that that one that one was cute. Um, I did like also their little ploy to hide the sword was just so like you're in a museum. Classic cartoon. Yeah, it's like you're in a museum and the security guards are coming, so you wear the clothes of like a display and hide. Yeah, <laughs> it was like straight out of freaking like uh, uh, Scooby Doo. Where yeah. did they even get that hat and scarf? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Connie, Connie actually Connie wore the them in a, in a winter forecast, and I'm saying that off the top of my head, so I'm probably wrong, but I also have a I think she wore a hat in right. episode, no, no, but I think she had blue and white on. Whatever. She, yeah, they, had, whatever. they had some stuff. Um, dude, by the time they got that stuff, they probably could have gone upstairs and hid it in her room. But... They could just hid it behind a bush outside the front of the yeah, house. Yeah, but you know, like, I clock device. They were hiding it underneath the couch. Yeah. That awful couch. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I also like that she was playing Jam Buds, the little song. Yeah, yeah. That was cute. Yeah, that was, that was adorable. Um, I also, Miss Mahay's story shined in this episode. I'm going to get later on to people giving her shit. But I love the, like, do you know how many people a day I see that kids? Was, that was, that was one of the best I'm like, jokes. Because that's the thing I was, like, thinking. Because I'm so used to the classic lead up to that line when they're talking about something completely <laughs> preposterous. And I'm like, oh, sure, go ahead. I'm sure you get so many patients who get their swords cut off with faces. And she goes, none. I'm like, what? Because they have parents who love them. And I'm like, wow <laughs> like i was just so ready for the generic bullshit and then that just like sidelined me yeah turning around oh yeah the, oh, the abacus punishment just seems super dark I, I i just like i don't know how the fucking abacus works but just like what are the beads like and this is how much emotional uh stress you cause exactly, yeah. this line represents how much you could have injured yourself and this line represents potential financial damages so all combined this is how punished you are yeah the way <laughs> i like to look at it was that the abacus was figuring out like and this is how psychologically damaged you'll be by the punishment and this is how isolated you're going to be and this is like they really made it all about her and just fucking her up for the next four therapists she's that or they just to. beat her with an abacus <laughs> I like that one more. <laughs> just going going old school with it. Yeah, Child totally, beating, yay. She's totally shocked that she's too controlling at the end. Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, I am? Where are? I don't, it, it's, it's definitely intriguing because, like, like, I think, you know, a lot of people would go like, oh, she's so dumb, how could she not realize that? And I'm like, why would she realize that? Because here's the thing. She is a very stern mother to, you know, like a daughter who's very mature and listens to people. And she's also a doctor, so like every aspect of her life is telling people, do this for your own good, and then they do it. Like, why would she ever, you know, consider not to do this? I mean, it's probably, you know, like how she was raised, for starters. And then like, yeah. both in her personal and professional life, you know, like this is her entire existence yeah i get the feeling they they chose her profession when they're when designing her as a character well, probably yeah, and, after and her the her personality security guard and surgeon those two people both like you know are pretty worried about people's safety and they're, they're yeah, yeah. Are all it's, about it's, safety. it's protective authoritarian like yeah the, that's who all the maheshwarns are yeah I'm, but, uh, I'm sure they, they began as controlling parents and then were given, like, doctor and security guard afterwards. Like, I'm sure yeah. if we got into her, you know, like, extended family, we'd get, like, school teacher. Dean. We'd, we'd get, like, 
foreman on warden. a construction site. Yeah, prison warden. <laughs> just like all this different stuff that's just like a position of oversight to make sure that everything like runs smoothly and no one Garbage gets hurt. truck driver. Yeah. They got schedule. And then there's just the black sheep of the family who's just like the graphic an designer. MMA just, fighter. Just <laughs> Sabath Maheshwaran. The designer. Sabath Maheshwaran. <laughs> still in Maheshwaran, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so, on to the hospital. So, oh, wait, Lion Liquors is Lion. I love that. Finally, Lion that, Liquors yeah. <laughs> have, like, something besides a meat. I like on. how they, Full like, circle. go out of the way to make him look, like, melty and unappealing inside the wrapper. <laughs> wait, I'm sure it's because Steven was carrying him around for a while, but still, it's just, like, man, they just really want us as the audience to hate that shit. Yeah, I'll, it's I'll a fictional brand of ice cream, and they really sell... Like us despising it. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I, I, I have done this more than I'll say a hundred times, and I, I have moved past it, and I have grown as a person. But I have eaten Starburst with a paper on them before, so I know where lines I've, coming from. So you were telling me to eat salami with paper on it earlier, so I, I was joking in that situation. But I straight have you ever eat. eaten the bologna with the rubber still on the outside? <laughs> that I always I, did once. Yes, I, I've. I've yeah, oh, wait, you mean, like, the the red, the red thing around? Oh, hell yeah. It just looks so edible. Yeah, also the, wait, the fake like skin But it's babies. not. That's the problem. But I, don't, I don't give a fuck. They're not going to put it on there if it's poisonous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, like the fake shit that's on cheese that isn't actually a skin, and it's just some wax, it's not going to kill you, or else they wouldn't cover your food huh. in it. I never said it was. But I, so, yeah, my <laughs> point is, I eat that shit, and I enjoy it. We should, we should quote you on that. I eat that shit. Put that on my grave. I eat that shit and I enjoy it. Dylan Coyne <laughs> died 2015. Said Dylan before, you know, <laughs> yeah. guzzling a bottle of bleach. That's how he died. Exactly. You know, I, I was really quick, uh, 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 not sidebar, tangent. I was at the UCB once and, like, the lead singer or something of the Butthole Surfers was there. It was Ass Cat Night. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, like, I'm not going to explain it. Yeah. Right? The guy tells a monologue. And he told I have the story. no idea what you're talking well, about. Well, like... basically, a uh, guy from the whole surface tells the story, and he used, he shot up bleach like four times, and nothing happened. He was totally fine. And he was like, yeah, That's so bad. if you ever want to shoot up bleach, I guess it's no big deal, because he went to a doctor, and they're like, yeah, whatever. Just Which don't just drink like it. just defies logic. Yeah, don't drink it, but fucking shoot it in your veins. I also wonder, at what point of like, doing drugs are you like, I'm out of drugs, but I got a needle, what do I got? Bleach, all right, that'll do. Like, just, I don't know, that's, it's next level, not giving a fuck. Um, so, they go into the hospital, you know, things are looking spooky. But then, but then in the story, they see the room. What happened in the room, guys? What do you think? What do you think about that, the whole scene? I thought it was spooky as fuck. Now, it was definitely disturbing. I mean, uh. I think, the music um, is what did it for me, just that kind of I mean, pulsing. for one thing, I think one thing for me, it just kind of, you know, shocked me, one, to see more gem fusions. Like, I figured all of them were still, and then, like, two. How'd they get out? I mean, yeah, to see them out of the fucking, like, kindergarten. Yeah. And not just out of, like, kindergarten, which is, like, a barren wasteland where you have to, like, ride a train and then walk into the distance to get to yeah. it. Yeah, well, but, like, well, here's, here's some things about that, yeah. like, wait, like... I was first of all talking about just the spookiness of it not moving, but then it moving. But also, it didn't fucking freak out until Steven got in the room. So, like, 
they got it from the side of the street. They got into an ambulance. They manhandled it. They tried to get vitals from it. Then they shoved it into a hospital thing and then laid into a bed. And it didn't attack anyone. Yeah, I was so thinking it was about only that gems. Yeah, and the reason they came here, I think, is because Connie lives in like the outskirts of Beach City, most most likely. You know, not that not that far away. If she was on that beach that one day, yeah. so I think realistically, totally they're just walking. City. Yeah, they're just walking towards the temple like all the corrupted gems do. So really, they're not dangerous. Like I'm sure if somebody started shooting them or something, they might get a little bit like, "Hey, buddy," but you yeah, all these things the ever do is grab people. Care. Like that big one with the arms that attacked Connie. I just call it Huggles. Yeah, it wasn't even Huggles. trying to hurt her. Yeah, it was already trying to hurt Stephen. But yeah, but but even I have then, four like, legs. If you saw one of those, and it was, he's not gonna yeah. attack and you. And then the giant one that just like slammed against the door. I just call that one knock knock. <laughs> they don't like glass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, 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 the Connie mom argument the entire time was frustrating because I, I really wanted them to get to that cathartic moment of like, fuck you, mom, I do know what I'm doing. And just takes the sword, but that's not yeah. the kind of show this but, is. No, yeah, I, wa- I did like, though, that, like, that, I don't know, slowly building up, like, they're coming, they're coming, whoa. But, okay, so the mom, uh, Mrs. Mahesa, we're in, Dr. Mahesa, I'm sorry. Yes, uh, you are. I, I'm I'm being a sexist pig or something. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is to not call a woman who's a doctor a doctor, but I'm a thing. I'm, I'm definitely a bad guy. It's improper. Yeah, it's in, it's improper. There we go. But um, her not realizing that it's human. Okay, so you get a person in the hospital wing. It has human-like hands. It stands up and it's breathing. Are you going to naturally assume it's a zombie, take it out back and shoot it? No. Nope. Are you going to be a doctor and uh, examine it? And then when you put your stethoscope on it, like, okay, say there's a rhino, and my Dr. Mahesmer has literally never seen a fucking rhino in her entire life. But she's like, wow, it's mammal-looking. It walks. Its head is really fucking weird if there is a head there. Like, what? It's like a big horn. But, like, I'm going to examine it. So she puts a stethoscope up to his chest, and she doesn't hear a heartbeat. Is she going to say, oh, wow, first mammal with no heartbeat? Okay. Or is she going to say... Man, Text maybe skin. these are shitty equipment. And yeah, it's like she everything she did was totally correct. I mean, to be fair, it's like the thing is obviously all arms. I would assume at that point it has no heart. But like, I would still be fucking curious about it. Yeah, exactly. As a doctor, you're like gonna be like, "What the fuck is this weird super anomaly mutant?" Thing? I mean, Who knows? Like... maybe this maybe this universe is like the Walking Dead universe where there's been no zombie movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't know what's going to come. But even then, it wasn't violent. So it was just like a weird guy who just breathes yeah, I mean, and then the rattles around. The only horror movie we know about is Evil Bear, so who knows? <laughs> That's true. And Evil Bear 2. Uh, yeah. I bet you they got Wee Bear Bears. Oh my oh, we, God. As, as well, We Bear Bears has Adventure Time in it now, so that's a thing. Oh, does it? I didn't really? Oh, yeah, no, uh, the newest episode um, oh, has, like, right Chloe goes home. She's, like, watching TV while doing homework. You see, like, Finn and Jake on the TV. That's weird. Neat. Yeah. That's I don't yeah. know if it was like actually a clip or it was just like a new bit of animation of Finn and Jake. It didn't look like anything I'd seen in Adventure Time, but I just thought it was a neat little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. uh, so yeah, okay, so they're arguing about about the about the thing. It's Connie giving my sword, Mr. Hayser and Decorated. Also, and just one thing I want to point out, I fucking love the Easter egg. Dr. Giroux oh, that was operating good. on patient twenty. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Doctor West also the Reanimator one. What's what's Doctor West a reference to? Uh, Reanimator. I don't know it. 
Yeah, I saw it when I was like 14. I don't really remember, but it's a reference. But so, I saw Dr. Yeah. Row, and they were like stopped outside of that door for like a minute and a yeah. half. And I'm like, oh my god! Do you get it? Do you get it, DBZ? Do you get it? Yeah. I do get it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, so the when the sword popped out, I loved Connie's like. Yes, it is magic. They look some of the best, like, Connie animation. The, the animation where she's like, what, your eyes just heal itself? Yes! <laughs> yeah, Amazing. that was beautiful, yeah. Like, just, like, her head just, like, bounces and elongates for a second. Yeah. There's great faces in this one. Bulging eyes, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, Steven, when he's just like, hi, Steven, how are you doing? Sitting! Yeah. I also like the uh, the the rose bubble, the popple, pop, proper whole rose going around. Yeah, yeah, they don't show that often, but this time they did. That was beautiful. nice. Yeah, and I like Stephen can like use it offensively. He like expands it as a pushback maneuver. Yeah, although honestly, when he did that, that was cool. But I hate kind of being like pop the bubble. Like it just like I don't see you as a badass yet. I'm sorry. You know, like, I did. It just okay, no, because it was a cool move. But like the fact that she knew she was being cool, kind of. Made it just like, oh, shut up, you little weed. I don't think she you know what I mean? knew. I think she was just saying, pop the bubble. Try I don't know. I just It just felt like a little bit of a weeb. Like, I'm going to fight the I guys. Mean, she is a weeb. I know. That's what makes it's that's not, the discredit her being a badass. It's not that she's, like, doing it intentionally. It's just, like, she naturally thinks that's what you're supposed to do. And so she does it. But it's not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be so cool right now. It's just this is what you do in this situation. It, you know like, what I it's mean. Not, it's not a conscious decision, is what no, I'm saying. No, you know what I mean. It's like Lars isn't consciously like, I'm going to be a douchebag, but it's still frustrating to look at Lars and be like, man, I remember when I was 14. So. Yeah, but I fucking, I just love, like, he does the lift and she does the flip and just cleaves it in half. Yeah, that was great. That, that's If you're going to have to prove to your mom that you can sort of I just fight, wish like, there were, like, 20 more gem mutants so we could have seen more of that. Oh, uh, yeah, no, and I don't, I don't like the, the idea that there's, like, a plot line coming where there's going to be, like, there's so many gem mutants because, like, they're clearly not that hard to kill. Yeah. And, like, they're going to one place. Like, I get that the Watermelon Stevens overpowered them, but they were, like, a million of those. A million of these big, slow-moving, and, like, occasionally fast You could still just punch them in the head and they die. They're not super... Like, whatever. I would rather this be, like, it turns into a plot line of finding out, like, Rose's involvement, because she clearly had some, or else... Why would why would Sapphire even say like she couldn't have known? Oh, part of me kind of wanted to see Doctor Maheshwaran just suddenly like pull out a gun and shoot one. That would be great. There are guns. Adalia had a gun, so I forgot to mention back when uh, they first discovered the uh, uh, the mutant. No, the mutant. Back. I I don't know why I completely forgot to mention this back when you guys talked about it. Um, I was half expecting. a legless paradox underneath the sheets. Oh, yeah, I no, saw. I was convinced that's what it was going to be. See, honestly, until that I was saw like shot. an arm, and then I thought the arm was just like a person. But like, because it's just like I figured. I figured. I first saw it was going to be paradox. Then I see like a very human-looking arm, and like the color. They chose like a color. You know, it just looks like a black person, and not you know like a multicolored gem or anything. It's just like a human skin tone. So I'm like, okay, it's so coated it's black mats, like... okay? You gotta be careful with this mountain effect. Yeah, I know, I know. But, uh, <laughs> you know what? I've just decided I don't give a shit. Anyway, um, but then it's like, I figured, so I see it's like a normal human artist. So I'm like, what if, like, Peridot found a way to, like, control people and was infecting them with some kind of, like, gem nanovirus? Yeah. And nope, just clusters. And that's the thing that unsettled it the most for me was that once you see that it's clusters, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, because like, it was the last thing I was expecting. I, like, I, Steven mentioned them like 
in the fucking episode. And yeah, that should have me off. I just, yeah. I just like don't think about that kind of thing. Like when it happens, like I don't pay attention to obvious Chekhov gun moments. Yeah, well, like for me, it was a weird one. I thought it was Peridot initially, and then I thought that it was Kevin because of the hand that fell out. And mm-hmm. I was like, "What's happening to Kevin? Did he like OD an MDMA or something? Like, what's okay. wrong with no, no?" But what like, happened to Kevin? With but then there were more hands, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit! I know what that is." And then it was, you know, no, but, but like, I, went, how, I went with Kevin for a second. Here's which is how a weird dumb callback. I am when it comes to Chekhov's gun. And for those who don't know, Chekhov's gun is uh, this rule saying, like, um, if it's like the first act of a story, and like they point out that, like, someone has a gun or there's a gun oh, in the yeah, room. Oh, yeah, that gun's going on. Then yeah. by, yeah, the, by the end of the story, the gun's being fired. And the idea is just, you know, like, you point out something and then it seems inconsequential right now and later it'll come back. So, like, just uh, yesterday, I watched Coraline for the first time. Oh, uh, great movie. Great movie, yeah. And at the beginning of the movie, they're talking about, like, this well. And it's like, they say this well's so deep that if you fall into it, you can see stars during daylight. Well, yeah, you, you know it's gonna and then, like, I'm like, okay, so that's gonna play a role later. But then, like, Halfway through the movie, you know, she's, like, running around the evil other mother's, like, world. And she, like, steps out, and they just, like, go into this white space, and she says, like, this is where the well should be. And I'm like, oh, so that's why they mentioned the well, to give us a point of reference to show that there's no control. No, the well still matters. I'm dumb. Yeah. The well still <laughs> matters. It's used in the climax. <laughs> and then, like, they come to the well in the climax, I'm like, oh! Yeah, yeah, the well. I guess you do need to have something fall down the well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, for me, the, the big thing is like, okay, I I had this theory last night when somebody was trying to say the the experiments were all done by Pearl, and I was just like, oh, you're so you're so misguided, my son. Let me. That would not. This. No. Yeah. So, uh, this is the thing that came out of that though. But okay, so the fact that that sapphire was like rose couldn't have known like obviously rose knew why we don't need that line of dialogue otherwise it doesn't give us anything we didn't know anything you weren't thinking about that i mean it's... It, it kind of implies that rose knew or was involved or found out and then like just at some point in time rose quartz found out that those things existed yeah i mean it's it's possible that she didn't know but but like, it's why have that line like, yeah. it's it's like rose like guard said rose had many secrets yeah okay well this is all conjecture but this is an interesting thought that i had so what if uh rose was doing experiments on the on the broken gems and like trying was, to fix them yeah or, and because yeah. remember they said she never could heal the the gem shards or the corrupted gems i don't so, know that seems likely so she did that and what came out was this horrible fucking monstrosity and she was like well, this isn't cool, or even worse, stayed around for a little while, whichever one, and uh, that's why she actually rebelled, and she lied to all the uh, other gems, because she didn't want to explain to them what the fuck that was, and she didn't want to, like... I don't she feel like... So, no, but just the idea, though, that potentially, the basic idea is, what if they didn't rebel to protect humanity all along? I feel like that would be a very large betrayal of character that there would not really be coming back from. No, exactly. Um, I'm just saying, wouldn't that I mean, be the same like, moment here, of Here's, of my, thing, here's my thing, like, the kind of thing you're suggesting is, like, the reason I stopped following Naruto. So, like... I wouldn't know. I stopped following Naruto when I was, like, 13. What happened in Naruto? Well, so, so, Naruto, like, you remember how, like, uh, Sasuke's, like, my older brother Itachi killed my old family, and one day I'm gonna find him and kill him. 
Yeah. Well, then I remember, you know, like the time skip happens, and after the time skip, things went to crap. But I didn't realize things went to crap until like Sasuke finally fights Itachi, and then at the end, it's revealed like Itachi was a good guy all along, and I'm like, you have dedicated. Half of this fucking series to Sasuke. And Sasuke is like the least interesting, most generic, emo, bishonen bullshit thing in the world I don't give a fuck about. And now you're telling me that like the entire thing you've wasted like years of my life on is built on a fucking lie. (laughs) That's it. I'm out. I'm done. Well, see, what I described was the most extreme version of it. I just think that she definitely knew about it. But my point is that I'm sure Rose knew about the clusters. I feel like like I, I could agree that the clusters were like part of her motivation to rebel, but I feel like that ultimately the idea of protecting life, uh, like protecting the other sentient life, has to be oh, yeah. the core that, that, of that her motivation. That was the most extreme version of it, but my point is that she obviously has some dark past of some sort. But then also, like, what what, what the fuck was her relationship with that? Because it'd be really interesting to see Garnet, even if just that that she knew and she never told anybody or something. Like, how the way Garnet's reaction to that, to find out that, like, your leader for thousands of years, who you now do the job of, like, hid that from you, that's pretty fucking big. That'd be like becoming president, and the last president dies, right, as you become president, and he's like, by the way, there's a cure for AIDS, and I'm not telling you what it is. And then just like, this, and you're just like, what the fuck, like, what, like, you totally, why would you not involve anybody else in that? Like, what the, do what, it's a bad analogy, but it's just like an insanely important thing to hide. So I'm curious how that's going to come back because this episode kind of touches that. Oh, also, how am I forgetting the the beautiful mother mother daughter thing at the end, and then Stephen clutching that sword just fucking drop kicked me in the heart. Well, at one point, I wanna, another I thing I want to I want to bring up. Okay, you first. Um, <laughs> uh, after that, before this, um, when it's it's sort of this episode also kind of placed um, itself more on the timeline. Of the show? Oh yeah, there's a year that's gone by. Since yeah, so, yeah. A lot of more I thought time that was gone by than we thought. I was yeah. wondering. Well, I want to well, know. No, it's uh, all, she says almost a year, so I'd say that Stephen McConaughey almost a year ago. We had some time for that, so I'd say I'd say it's like safe to say that. I here's what I'm thinking because I mean, well, well how, long, how long? From, like, so I think we, how long do you think it? Year. I think well, we've almost like maybe Connie's known Stephen for like. I want to say like ten months at this point. Well, no, like, I would well, say it'd be longer no, than a year because, because like when did when did indirect kiss take place? In episode twenty four, and there was a, a fair amount of episodes before that that had a, a little bit of time gaps in between them for sure. Yeah, like indirect kiss. Like how long had it been since Stephen McConaughey? Uh, indirect kiss was the uh, let me see, Bubble Buddies was episode seven, and indirect kiss was episode twenty four. Yeah, so you know, I'd say it could be more than a year that they, I would say the it's show's like a been year in... and change, like a year and two months, a year and three months. I just, I just feel like I really do want us to. See, I feel like, you know, that when it's actually a year, they'll make it a point to like note that. Man, They've got to do an episode for Stephen's birthday. Well, I mean, not even necessarily Stephen's birthday, but just like something saying like. It's been so, like you've come so far over this like specific amount of time. Well, yeah, okay, I agree uh, with yeah. that. But the people who are like they're going to do a Stephen's birthday episode, like no, they're not. We're like Ruby and Sapphire. I mean, they could, they, they could, but it, it, it would bum yeah. me out that it's like that's how you bring. Like you told me about the episode beforehand, and that was that. Like it just seems 
I'd rather be Steven's birthday and it's like a spontaneous thing, not like a, and Ruby and Sapphire are here to play all day and have fun. Like, that just seems... Like, yeah, well, I, I, I wouldn't... I, I, it, it I spoiled would just it for me just as much as spoiled it for him. Well, for me, I know now that um, the one big thing that I want to touch on is um, the fucking credits. We get some oh, more yeah, lyrics to Love to Like next, You. Yeah. Oh, I, did you guys see the uh, thing where they where they uh, tied them all three of them together so far? No, uh, no, what, no what I was the results of that? Because I had some comments on this. It doesn't seem like it would float quite well. Oh, no, it does. Oh, that's it. Anyway, the new lyrics are, I always thought I might be bad. Now I'm sure that it's true because I think you're so good and I'm nothing like you. So I think one, that definitely establishes that this is Rose to Greg, I think. The last one was definitely Rose to Greg, so I think these are all Well, Rose so I Greg. think like the whole song is Rose to Greg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is and... funny because the subreddit thinks it's about Lapis. <laughs> Fuck! Shit. I will just choke. Are you God serious? Damn Lapis. Man. That is totally I will legit. choke each and individual of everyone of you. Lapis Lazuli does not have the end credits of the song, you dumb shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, there are people, How dumb are my, you, you motherfucker? I'm like content to, you know, like let Lapis fans be, oh, yeah, be, Lapis fans, be fans, fans most of the time because she is like an interesting character. There's a lot riding on her. And we've talked about this before. Like, why is I'm Lapis, Lapis fan, so and even powerful? I wouldn't make that straight. Yeah. Like, but like, she's why not is she most... so popular? But Lapis Lazuli is not the main character. She's of the not show. integral enough to have the end fucking credits. Even like no, just no. As I've heard the whole theory is that she's going to become Crystal Gem. Blah blah blah. Okay, maybe maybe I want her to live on the moon in solid, solitude, personally. But that aside, say she goes to make Crystal Gem. We're not going to have like a few seasons of songs about her obtusely that we then put all together, and it's like. Gravity falls when you put all the books together. You get a giant triangle. And it's like it was Lapis, Lapis all along. Lazuli no, has her own song. Okay, yeah, it's honestly, Lapis it's called Lapis Lazuli. Lazuli. Exactly. But yeah, but I thought this song. The, what were the rest of the lyrics? Is uh, the vibe I was getting was that it sounded like she was realizing. So it's, I am now, bad. Yeah. If I could begin to be half of what you think of me, I could do about anything. I could oh, yeah, even that one. Yeah. I'm love when I see the what was it like? Wait or act on a. Uh, Wondering when I'm coming back, I could do about anything. I could even learn how to love like you. Yeah, that I always definitely I might be bad. Now I'm sure that it's true because I think you're so good and I'm nothing like you. So that's like all of it so far. Yeah, no, but see, the vibe I got of it, now that you just said it, makes it sound like she's like, oh, I definitely can't feel love. But the vibe I got was like, oh no, I definitely am able to feel love. I'm just a shitty person and like and I, it, it also might be I guess it's also just this idea that Rose here's the thing. Rose um Here, I'm gonna put a link in the mumble here. Here's the full song altogether. Yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah, later. well yeah, we might not Okay, so here's what I think. Rose is um going through character development. Uh it's really the classic Socratic method. So um, the Socratic method, you know, Socrates, like his philosophy as to understanding things was this. We start out not knowing. And that's Rose, like, when she's still with Homeworld. And if we believe Pink Diamond, like, that's when Rose is Pink Diamond. And yes. her not knowing is just, like, going around, converting the planets, uh, doing fucking whatever, you know, yeah, all, spreading, all the, spreading the, the great intergalactic dram empire. The second crap, the second step, of the Socratic method. Why did I say second crap? <laughs> second step of the Socratic mm -hmm. method is um you realize is that uh that you do not know. So first you think you know, then you realize you do not know. And that's kind of Rose during and after 
uh, Rose during and after the yeah, well, yeah. kind of. It's I get, I get what she you gets mean, there yeah. somewhere along the rebellion. It's like um, she realizes, okay, what we've been doing is wrong, blah blah blah. But Rose is still kind of at this point where she's really uncertain about things and herself. And then meeting Greg is the final step. Once you know, you do not know. Uh, you can begin the path to knowing. So Greg comes along, and that's kind of like an emotional fulfillment and self-realization for Rose. Is just kind of now that she is feeling this real sort of human love and kind of beginning to really understand and appreciate humanity and their emotions. It's not. It's not just you know like. Um, this is what I am, or I'm not sure what I am. It's a realization of what she can be and transform into. Yeah, that was good. That was dope analysis, bro. Um, okay, final thoughts for 32 minutes. We're doing this really well. We I'm sorry. I, I feel like I really dominated too much of the talking this episode, like even for me. Yeah, well, we had we had Zabath, we had me tired, and we had a, a shy special guest. So it's yeah. mainly you. Um, and I helped. Yeah. All right. So, uh, final thoughts. I'll go first. Uh, I like this episode. I I didn't. I kind of didn't like it, but I don't know. It just it moved plot forward in a good way that like didn't feel forced the way that like Marvel Madness kind of felt a little bit, a little bit not forced, but like this is plot for the sake of plot. Whereas I also got some like Steven saying my Connie because girlfriend was Aww. definitely not cool. Saying friend felt weird. And just saying my was weird, so he just said Connie, and it was like a good cute slip up, holding yeah. hands. It was a, it was it was good for my uh, Tumblr notes. So I like that. Uh, narcissism. Uh, it's what's for dinner. What else? I thought it was a pretty good episode. I liked it. Not my favorite, but not bad. Um, put up a good amount of questions that don't need to be answered right away, so it wasn't like too tantalizing, but it's interesting. Yeah, some moves. I'd say honestly, for me, it's um, I don't think it's a bad episode or anything, but this is definitely an episode where I felt kind of underwhelmed because um, although it's definitely a thing where it's not a fault of the show, it's a fault of my expectations because like I've been talking for a while how I can't wait till like the Maheshorns find out the truth and there's like this big blow up and that didn't happen and you know like I was expecting it to, but that's the nice thing about the show is that it's not about anger, it's not about fighting, it's about love and understanding. Well, to me, this is this is the kind of episode that makes me wish that the episodes were longer. Yeah, definitely. I wish that there were more two-parters. I'm glad they're not 21-minute-long episodes, because that would yeah, fucking like be some, some more two-parters. Like, even just I, I five minutes every, longer yeah, would have been better. That's it. I wish every episode were, like, five minutes longer, and I'd yeah, be content. I get fucked with but, that. Um, so, I guess before we go, though, I have my thing to plug now. Well, uh, Koya, final thought. Oh, final thought. Oh, I'm right. sorry, right. No worries. <laughs> very quiet. Um, it's easy to understand you forgot I'm just so riveted. Um, oh, I mean, this is my, I guess, favorite Connie episode because usually I dislike her so much. No, you fucking hate Connie. Really? Why? Hello, just... let's talk about that. <laughs> I just, something about her really bugs me, and I think it's the fact that she always has to try and lie between her parents and, like, Steven, and there's just so much, like, dishonesty, and she kind of, like, this episode kind of nutted up. Is that all right to say? But I said. Yeah, he's taking it. Is it? It's an apropos to say of a little girl. Well, I, I agree. I understand. I think you mean it's sort of like, like, like she lies, but then she also is kind of comes off as a goody two shoes. So it's like you need to kind of pick one way or the other. And I get that's a duality of her character, but it can be a little bit obnoxious, honestly, sometimes. Uh, well, I mean, even you said it yourself. They're just kids. 
Yeah, yeah. It is, they are 12-year-olds, so it was all forgivable. But As you grow older, you kind of steadily learn to be a worse and worse person. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You need to lie like a motherfucker, or you need to tell the truth all the time. And yeah. I tell the truth all the time. Or do I? No, you don't. Yeah, or do I? Um, <laughs> well, well, anyway, as long as you're here quickly, embarrassing story about Dylan, go. Oh my god. Oh no. god, don't make it too Oh my illicit. god, you put me on the spot. Please? So <laughs> oh no, I can't say that one. That one's too much. Oh, say that one. Oh, here's a funny story. One time he picked me up from the train station. He was walking and walked completely into a pole, like falling his, his balls <laughs> and all that. Black form nine and three quarters. Yeah. This guy, this lady in the car cracked up, was burst out laughing at you. I tried to hold him until I asked <laughs> if he's okay. I didn't think of one more embarrassing story I mean than what? that. Uh, so there's this guy that used to ride the train. He's just making him look like a dumbass. What, that guy? Yeah, and he didn't wear his shoes. And he had, like, a missing toe and shit. And Koi gave him, like, $20. No, I did not. He gave him a dollar. No, whatever amount of money. It doesn't matter. I you at least you. said you pitied him. And I was like, he's just not wearing the shoes because he wants money. It's a bit. And he always does that. And then I got on the, the shuttle with her. And I saw a guy with no shoes. And I somehow forgot that conversation. So I was like... I'm going to get so much pussy right now if I go over here and give this guy like 25 bucks right now because he has no shoes. And then I sat back down and she's like, that was the guy that you said lied all the time. So So I ended up looking like a dumb asshole and wasted $25. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was worth putting in the podcast, but there's me looking like a dumb, a- a dumb asshole. There I laughed go. and laughed. Yeah. Wow. She tells that story to people that she shouldn't. You got nothing what? that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, then we'll keep that in and record it. But uh, thank you for listening to the Ringo Zone, Max. You want to plug your thing? Yes. So uh, this should interest our audience. I hope. Um, I recently it just started as a goof, and then I thought, hey, I can do this. I have started a special let's play of uh, one of my favorite games, Dragon Age Inquisition. And uh, in Dragon Age, it's a um, fantasy RPG where the story is driven by player choices. And uh, you can create your own character and everything. And I thought it'd be fun to create Pearl in the game. So I did, and now I'm doing a Let's Play of Dragon Age Inquisition where the player character is Pearl. And I'm trying to make choices based on like uh, what I think Pearl would say or everything. Um, you can catch it live. I'm currently uh, doing it like about an hour a day on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash vivav, V-I-V-V-A-V. Or, um, after the fact, you can just go on YouTube, and if you search Dragon Age Inquisitor Pearl, you should find it. Alright, dope. Um, so, yeah, theringozone.com, soundcloud.com slash ringozone, ringozone, uh, ringozone podcast at tumblr.com, uh, ringozone podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up in all those places, because we appreciate it, and, uh, tell your friends this was a... Not hilarious, but very much on topic podcast. I'm proud of that. I thought we got some good discussion in this. Yeah, this is a good discussion episode. Yeah, yeah. self patting on the back. Woo! Woo! Yeah, <laughs> actually pat my so own back right now. Get in on this. Yeah, dude. Yeah, let's, let's pat each other off. Okay, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Mario Maker for me. <laughs> <laughs>